You're listening to The Jazz Sessions on Trans Africa Radio. Mr. Moreira. Uh, Chungweka is on is on standby. It's like I'm ready when you are. So we won't be wasting his time, and uh, he'll be ushering us uh, with some music uh, to uh, the the second hour of the show. As uh, like I mentioned, that should you wish uh, to send some message, you're more than welcome to do that. And our WhatsApp line is if you are outside of the South African borders, it's plus two seven seven nine two five four four three two nine. That number again for you plus two seven seven nine. Two five four four three two nine. Send some messages of love or the questions that you might have. Eh, Bodia, Bodia, I'm shady. I'm Africa. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. I get a tongue twister when I'm about to talk to you. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Now you're scaring me. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, it is a pleasure, you know, an honor to be chatting with you. And uh, to those who are just catching up, because I just went live on our Instagram page, I'm chatting to Moreira uh, Chongweka, and hopefully that I am pronouncing the surname correctly. He is a, a saxophonist and educator uh, hailing, you know, uh, from uh, our sister country, Mozambique. And, uh, you know, you have made South Africa home for the longest time. And probably, you know, the Mozambican blood was thinning a bit right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, um, as you know, and before that, thank you for inviting me to be part of your session this morning. Uh, and uh, You just played a great musician, Carlo Mombelli, that I really admire as yeah. well. And uh, thanks for that. Uh, to say that, yes, living in South Africa, uh, we we are we are brothers, we are sisters, yeah. whatever you want to call. Okay, uh, it was indeed uh, a very interesting um, uh, experience for me. Okay, because that was the first time I ever went outside my my comfort zone, which is my family home, mm. to go live somewhere, and I went to study. And uh, those days, going to study music was still a taboo. I should have gone and studied economy or economics or being a lawyer or an architect so yeah it was a very interesting but i was very lucky i went for a fantastic city a very cosmopolitan city cape town i went for a, a fantastic institution uct and i met amazing people and they just protected me supported me and today we're here <laughs> I like how how you just wrapped it up, so we can we can wrap it up, you know. <laughs> you you've said a, you you've said a mouthful, but um, I'm 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 excited, you know, uh, to know that uh, you saw the importance that you know what I love this thing, uh, music, and I'm going to pursue it while everyone is still looking at alternative careers, and uh, you you have made it. You know, uh, in a sense that uh, you never stopped. We have seen musicians who really uh, take the education route and when they come back, they just don't, they don't fit anymore. Sort of like that, emboxed somehow. But why was it really important for you to go study music? Um, uh, this is an amazing question. Uh, I don't even, today... Uh, I will answer the question a different perspective. Mm. But before, I didn't know why I went to study music because initially I wanted to do international law. Wow. That was my intention. Uh, 
that's why I say that music chose me. I never chose music. Saxophone chose me. Uh, I'm too small. All these other things, the music, the instruments are much bigger than me. Mm. Reason why I went later to study. And you got to remember that uh, the trauma uh, of being a musician in Africa, okay? Why? Because the musicians are, uh, in most parts of the continent, are seen just like a social being, mm. you know, like, or, or music is just a social action, I will put that, you know, like, uh, you just see a musician on on a wedding, on a funeral, or, or you play a concert, but uh, we still have to demystify the role of a musician as a, one of the biggest contributors for, for, for human behavior, mm. like arts, music. So I was very skeptical about going to study music because of the taboos around being a musician in my country, where musician, musicians are just drug addicts, they're just alcoholics, they're just all those negative things. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But uh, uh, the interesting thing is that if you look uh, at my country in particular, which became independent in 1975, South Africa, or the whole African continent, okay, the basis of our independence was based on culture. <laughs> Definitely. And also the struggles, you know, was based on culture and the musical approach. Yeah. Yes. And even Europe itself. Okay. The reason why the the value of culture, you know, the museums, the galleries, etc, etc. So then I said, okay, if this thing has chosen me, it's beyond my control. Yeah. Okay. But you mentioned something interesting that musicians decide to go but then they give up, right? You said that. It's mm. true because it happened with me when I was finishing my bachelor's on my second year. Um, I, I gave up. I said, there's no future in music. Oh, okay? man. Because I couldn't handle the social pressure. Yeah. Okay. Of being a musician in my country. I even lost girlfriends at the time. No, <laughs> man. <laughs> because, no, I'm telling you, serious. Because they will ask you, but what are you going to do with music? Oh, Come oh. on, I'm a young man who gave up. My parents were making a tremendous effort um, being a Mozambican by birth mm. to go to the one of the top institutions in the world. Definitely. I ACT, one of the top institutions in the world. Definitely. Where at the time you had musicians like Musa Manzini, Jimmy Drew, Juselaila Selota, mm. uh, Judith Sipuma. Everybody was there. Yeah. That today is mainstream. And you've got, you asking me, what am I going to do with music? Do you understand? Yeah. Instead of saying, listen, how can you? How can we help you to demystify this role of a musician? I'm just giving an example. So I became traumatized. Then I wanted to give up. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad no, you I didn't. Mean, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, but 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 it took a lot of uh, mental, okay, uh, effort. I'm not complaining, and uh, and I had good friends, and I had good mentors that I follow not only in South Africa and Mozambique, but around the world. Yeah. Okay. And I said, listen, this is my sin. This is what it is. I got to make it work. Okay. And today I'm talking to you, Yamo Africa. And uh, I don't regret a second, a minute of my life with what I do. And I'm not going to stop. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited that you've never stopped, and I think that is the zeal of of being. You know, when we I think we 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 share this term loosely to say that people are called within the music space or they are called within the arts fraternity, and 
if you are really called whatever spheres that you might just want to tap into you always come back you know to the showbiz you always come back it becomes sort of like a cornerstone that you you will always come back to this space and as if as if as if your degree was not enough you know and you went and you studied the honors <laughs> and and you you know you came out with the shoulders with kumlade uh why why did you go back and you know uh pursue again knowing or maybe by that time you were seeing the advantages of of having this degree or was it important uh for you to to upscale you know within the academic sphere um it, as i said initially this is bigger than me oh yes this is much bigger than me and yes i got a call i was chosen to do this <laughs> I, li- I, li- I like the smack on your face like you know you are saying it with an excitement unfortunately you cannot see me you know but i <laughs> i am i am i am staring at you and it's like oh yes you know uh you are called <laughs> you are called yes yes i was and and um i i i, I said yes no one told me that it was going to be easy. Mm. I don't think anything is easy in life. And I believe every human being, no matter what the profession, if you're an athlete, if you're an architect, you have a mission in this world. Okay? So this is my mission. This is my curse that I've managed to transform into, into love, you know? And the true what I do, playing the saxophone, writing songs, uh, to tell my story, and not just only mine, because I don't live alone in this world. Mm. Do you understand? I'm inspired by people. You know, human beings are not uh, the, uh, static; they're dynamic. You know, and uh, I said to myself, "We gotta make it work." But this is no longer about playing the saxophone. Yeah, this is not about playing a great song. This is no longer about uh, winning winning uh, some awards. Okay, this is bigger than us. This is about we discolonize the minds of the people that try to, to create a, a negative image of what artists are. Because it doesn't make no sense. When you go to a funeral, you sing. Mm. When you go to parliament, you sing. When you go and harvest, you sing. When you go fishing, you sing. Music is the strongest cultural art, art form that I know. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So I said, more mission is bigger. You can have one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight CDs. You can sell a hundred million copies. People still not going to respect you. But we were not here to try and convince people to respect us. Mm. We are here to show the world and our kids and our communities the purpose of what we do. I From love the that. moment we start showing the purpose, you have no choice. You left to respect, and you got to remember something more, Africa. The trauma, the trauma of uh, saying that uh, a musician drinks a lot. I know politicians that drink a lot. I know lawyers that drink a lot. <laughs> Devil, doctors even worse. Doctors even worse. <laughs> yeah. So I said to myself, the job is bigger because the job is is to change. The, the 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 social you know the social consciousness of people 
about the importance of contribution, okay, of music to the world. Yeah. Of course, incorporating the entire value chain of art, eh? from painting to sculpture to photography, from to poetry, etc., etc., etc. Because this is not about me, and I'm not going to be able to do it alone, and I'm not going to be able to do it everything. Mm. If I die today, I've done my part. The next generation will continue the same way the Yuma Sikalas of this world, the Manu Dibangos, the mediums, etc., etc. They've done it, yeah. and we just carry on. But from the moment we start all giving up, what it will be left for us? Okay, reason why I said it won't be enough just to play in a beautiful stage for 50,000 people. Mm. It will be enough as well on a Tuesday, on a Monday to do my part in trying to persuade and motivate other young kids to understand what's the essence of music. Okay, before you go there, before you go, you go there, you, you, you are a speaker. <laughs> so before you, 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 before you touch on that part, you mentioned, yeah. you know, that, that one would have a number of CDs um, and the, the importance of, I want us to touch on the importance of CDs, much as one can have thousands and, and hundreds of CDs, you know, uh, a very array of, of, of their discography, but from from UCT, right? Uh, I know from from the academic space, it is quite hard for for a young musician to say. It, it, I think is I guess it's two ways. It's either when you come from university, you become so intimidated by the industry that you don't want to release music at all, or you jump on it. You re you start releasing music. How how important was was it for you? I'm interested uh, to to know what what really propelled you to to start releasing music, to start documenting your work in in, in forms of of, of CDs. <laughs> um, we are getting into a very interesting part of our conversation. <laughs> well, um, that's how we do it. We, I mean, yeah. you know, I try to to not make it uh, a very cliche con conversations to say, what do you do when we wake up? We are not going to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> I, really, I really love where you're going because unfortunately, I will have to go back to what I've told you. Yeah. It got to a point that I, I realized, I've accepted, I recognized that I've been chosen. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So being chosen, this became more, became less of a technical issue of going to school and learning the music, the old science behind uh, the music that I love. It became more a spiritual issue for me. Yeah. I don't know but if you understand, but it's controversial because I was studying science. Do you get what I'm saying? So I had this two with me, like two roads on me. You got what I'm saying? Where, where do I come from? Okay, what's my heritage? Yeah. Which other influences my heritage suffered? Because cultures are influenced. Okay, people are influenced. People evolve. They don't have to necessarily change. Okay, they grow, and they're influenced by other people. So for me, this was the biggest uh, motto. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm. Because and I realized there was something inside me that saying, it's time. Okay? It's time. You've been working with everyone. I'm very proud with all the people I work in the music industry, from Sibongile Kumalo 
from playing an orchestra, a big band in Robin Island with Miriam Akeba, mm. from playing from playing with Judith Puma, from playing with the late Sipo Kumete, everyone else, okay? And I was so privileged, so privileged to start seeing the world at a very young age. In 1999, we were already playing at the North Sea Jazz Festival in The Hague with the late Moses Molek, with Jimmy Drews, and all these big names. Yeah. But when I traveled there, I always refused to use the word gig. I remember <laughs> Tell tell us more, school us. <laughs> because that's my work, man. It's like wearing a suit and go to court. Yeah. That's my job. That's my office. My tool is the saxophone. It's my software. I love that. I love that. So I, if I am the first to undermine, to disrespect, to not giving value to what I do, who am who is going to respect me? Who's going to give value? Yeah. And I remember this time uh, I was single indeed. And the, from the generation that I am, and there was a huge chunk of Mozambican studying at University of Cape Town of students. Okay. But they were all doing other subjects. And I remember how traumatized I used to be when November month came. Because after November, after the exams, you go back home for the holidays. <laughs> right. So everyone had an interim kind of uh, job to do. Oh, I'm going to be working at BP. I'm going to be working at Shell. I'm going to be working at KPMG <laughs> for the three months of holiday. Yeah. And I look at myself, yo, hey, where am I going to be working me? <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It hits so home. I use my time to come back and uh, work with kids and talk to them. Okay? Today, I'm back in Mozambique for 10 years. Mm. I live in Cape Town for over 15 years where I built a family, okay? I built friends in South Africa. And today, trust me, uh, I'm sitting here talking to you more Africa, Trans-Africa. And uh, I'm so proud of the things we've attempted and we've managed to do with, uh, with small resources, but because we accepted what we were called for. Yeah. We hands meet. They say necessity is the mother of all creations. That's when I decided to tell my story with my music. Okay? That's when I decided. I went out, I met people uh, and joined Venture with Leslie and we created a label. We released the first album and today we are number seven. By the time I woke up, we own a jazz festival. Yeah. By the time we wake up, we have a big band. But that's not enough. Because remember, people go and watch a show they clap hands. After that, they don't care about you. They don't care where you're going, how you sleep. Hmm? They don't care where your kids study. I don't know if you understand. <laughs> I asked, said, this I, is not enough. Yeah. This is not enough. It's not about having 50,000 people on your show. Mm. These people have to go home with you. They have to take you home. So I said, oh my goodness, God. Now comes the issue. One day I'll be a father, which I am today. Mm. Will my kids at school be proud to say that my father is a musician or a producer or an ethnomusicologist? Mm. Will they be? The same way the kids say my father is a lawyer, is an architect. So I said the job doesn't end with a saxophone. The job doesn't end with a CD. The job doesn't end with having a big face and represent big brands. No, you still have to break the stereotype that 
human being, musicians are human beings first. They think, they dream, okay, before they're musicians, okay? So our job, it's beyond releasing the CD, which is one of the best things I love, okay? Because music is a reflection of my personality. When mm. you take a song out and out, it's a reflection of what I've been doing in the past. And even, it's a fiction sometimes, <laughs> okay? So... <laughs> That's why I said this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Because uh, today I'm sitting here with you. We are in times of COVID. Yeah, okay. we, are, we are miles away apart. <laughs> we are miles away apart. Uh, the whole show business, industry, music business, slash whatever you want to call, is kind of uh, tormented with this situation. Okay? So, but we're still here. Yeah. So just to let you know that, yeah, that's more or less what I would say for that question. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm glad that you have really expanded to that, you know, and uh, there are just so many nuggets that I can touch base on. And it is important uh, that the, the, the audience take a bit of you and, and while you are generating income and also... What I love is that you you came to South Africa, you you gathered how things are done, and then you went back home. You know, and it's um, it's a quite a rare thing uh, for, for to start from ground. And I would like to believe that you really left and you started from ground. And people were like, "Are you really leaving? Are you sure that you want to live? Uh, would you would you survive if you live? You know, and." And and you really kicked doors, and you you approached the industry in in such a way that when when one is reflecting, you know, with your work, one it's like okay, uh, this person really started from ground, you know, and they much of as you have paid your dues in South Africa, you still had to to start from zero in Mozambique and, and to end the trust of, of the yeah. audience members. And, and you, you keep on saying the 50,000 audience members. For that 50,000 people to be able to say, um, uh, are they worthy to release their money, you know, uh, to be in a festival that a person has just started and now they must believe that it will be a proper, a properly organized type of event. But you are, uh, let me tell you this, that the work that you have done, we are seeing it from a distance and it is one to admire, you know, and let me touch on this one because of, I know it, it's a, it's a topic that fascinates me quite a lot to be a musician and to be in a point to own your work. You know, you didn't say let me release my music in South Africa, but let me start this record company and be the one releasing my work, be the one owning my work. How important it is to to for like for a musician to own their work. I know that it can be tricky to be a creative and be a business you know, a person at the same time. Uh, and we have seen some of the musicians who would say, I'd rather be just a creative and not even tap uh, into the business side of it. Um, let me pick your brain on that. Wow. Um, that's a very interesting question. It's very complicated, but it's not impossible. Oh, yes. <laughs> Challenging, but it doesn't mean we're not going to win. Okay? So, um, when one of the... The things that I remember every day to myself is I don't feel sorry for myself. I don't feel sorry for myself. I don't victimize myself. 
I don't victimize myself because I look at references of people of my age in a different era where there was no cell phones and internet. Right. It was challenging mm. and to surpass. The other thing that I do is I'm very aware that I won't be able to do everything myself. So I believe in teamwork. And the other thing is that I ask what I don't know. Someone once said to me, the worst thing that can happen to a human being is not to know that he doesn't know. Yeah. So when I don't know, I ask what I don't know. If I'm not capable to do it, I ask for help. And that's how I built my teams. I built my, my teams not just based on the being hyper or super professional, but are based on trust, loyalty, and friendship. Because the cause is bigger than building a computer. Mm. The cause is bigger than making the song, as I told you. <clears throat> so I was very lucky. So I had to read a lot, watch lots of movies. And I really love history. And this is a controversial issue amongst ourselves, Africans, because of the colonization, because of the whole issue with black and white, etc., etc. I look at history back, not just 100 years, even more. Okay, I go back and I look and see how a few things started in the world, in which circumstance that makes me say, oh, Morega, stop being lazy. Okay, because uh, one thing is uh, with musicians, especially musicians that I would say play somehow advanced music, they would call more intellectual music. We have a tendency to feel, feel sorry for ourselves and we think the, the world owes us an apology. Mm. So that makes us not professional, that makes us not presentable. You can play the greatest saxophone that you want, but from the moment you release an album, a CD, you're a product. You like it or not, okay? We are not in the 1942s year when Charlie Parker and Dizzy started with b-ball. Even those, they look so pretty on those pictures. Mouth <laughs> <laughs> babies on those suits. Do you understand? They look present. They look like a million dollars. Because the issue was bigger than music for them. Definitely. The issue was about race as well. The issue was about social integration. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm. So who am I in the 21st century to sleep until 11 every day because I'm the greatest jazz musician or I'm the greatest producer? Hell no. And today we live in a world where brands are made by people. People are made by values and values derived from your heritage. Okay. So I said, how do I use this cocktail? It's the, difficult, it's the most difficult cocktail in the world to use your talent, to use science, and to try to break these stereotypes. Today, I'm proud to tell you, and I'm not advertising, I'm a brand ambassador for Volvo cars. Mm. <laughs> do you understand? And I remember when I became a brand ambassador for Vodacom in Mozambique, they were only signing artists that sing hip-hop. Panza is the equivalent of Pansula, the most populist artist. Yeah. You got what I'm trying to say? But I said, listen, no human being is equal to the other. We are all different. That's why we all need each other. And Mozambique in particular, we are about 28 million people. Okay? We have over 20 ethnic groups. So diversification is our biggest asset. Yeah. Okay? For us being different, that's what makes us stronger. Then I said, listen, not everyone wants to dance. Some wants to dance with the brains, just sitting down and listening. <laughs> Do you understand what Definitely. I'm saying? Definitely. Some really want to dance physically. So there is space. So I'm proud to tell you that we've managed to demystify this. So now, being a producer, being a saxophonist, I had no choice. I had to embrace fear. 
because <laughs> I had no choice. I said, it's too late to change. Yeah. <laughs> you can and never go back. <laughs> you can't go back. And I really remember we were trying to get our CDs from the first album for the biggest uh, music chain at the time was music. I remember music. And at that time, uh, they said that jazz was only selling 10% compared to all the other genres. If you sell two CDs, you're a bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? And that was, uh, remember that MySpace, all those uh, software started, op uh, websites started to emerge mm. and the uh, jazz radio stations in the US started closing down. Remember that mm. period, ne? the world is, was changing dramatically. And that was the time we were releasing my first album. Do you get what I'm saying? I said, we have no choice. We have to reinvent ourselves. I like that. But yeah. to reinvent is just a word, you know. Every, it's in fashion today, especially with COVID. I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to reinvent. No, it's not just about that. It's not about just reinventing. You have to stick to your plan. And sometimes you have to compromise on your plan because not everybody will understand your plan. You know, when people are starving, when there's no money, when everything is really dark, people panic. When people panic, people don't take risks mm. because they want responses today. They don't care about December, January. They want today, okay? So I had to embrace fear. So I had to put fear in my pocket, in my heart, in my brain. Everywhere you see me, it's fear because that what gave me the attempt and the, to say, let's try this. I remember very well my first album. I used to have long hair. Do you understand? I didn't even use, you, you show my eyes on the cover and I had a blue, a green suit. But are you crazy? You're going to have a green suit? You're going to have a green cover? Just musicians? I said, no, we're going to market this thing like a pop rock album. Look at the <laughs> Yeah. Because you're telling me that jazz is dying. You just told me that industry is dying. So why am I going to be using the conventional methodologies that are not working? Yeah. And remember, the world is young. The world is young. So us jazz musicians have to go back and speak to the younger people without necessarily prostituting ourselves. Yeah. But we have to communicate. How are we going to do this? How do we talk to young people? People love sneakers today. <laughs> okay, I'll wear a suit with sneakers. Yeah. But I'm playing jazz. Are you crazy? Yes. I won the Summer Awards. I remember Trevor Noah was the was the MC at the time. I went to receive my... Uh, my, my summer was wearing a, a, a suit with shorts. Mm. A jazz musician. Who's that jazz musician? Who's that crazy guy? Oh, you, I got your attention. Yeah. I'll tell you why. So we have to look at all those things. And today we live in a branded world, as you know, is not news for nobody. Yeah. Okay. But we have to bring corporate into the business, either you like it or not. I love that. I love that. Uh, the incorporation that, of, uh, of, of corporate. Because yes. of the, the yes. jazz musicians, they don't see themselves in that light, especially in the continent. Um, yes. but, but you have been a brand ambassador of quite big names, you know. And uh, what, what would you advise uh, the jazz musicians that, you know what, I mean, I like that you've touched that when you were releasing the album. The the mentality was that we are going to go hard rock on these people. We, we're not going to go the conventional jazz route up we, when we are marketing this this project. I mean, now you ha you're talking about uh, a Volvo, but you have been with Jeep as well, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the like. They should pay me more. <laughs> 
so what uh, what 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 would you suggest you know for the jazz musicians who are listening or jazz producers who are listening uh, or jazz managers which are very rare uh, who are listening or maybe PR people who are listening just to say there's an opportunity to to rope in jazz musicians because of there is definitely a market and you are the living example that it can be done Oh, I'm going to be very honest. I'm sitting with you. We agreed that you're going to do this interview with me. To, mm. to me. Okay. Uh, I'm sitting at the Radisson Blue, my darling. And I'm an ambassador for the Radisson Blue. I'm sitting at my own space. Okay. In partnership. One will never ever think on a partnership of an artist with a hotel chain like this, which yeah. is global. You got what I'm saying? Definitely. But uh, as the artist, if we believe, we have to sell to them and we have to be patient. <laughs> but the other thing is you have to comply because you need to adjust. It's no longer about you yourself. It's about us. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? So are you willing to do this compromise? When you buy a ticket, it doesn't matter. First class, business class, economy class. From the moment you buy that ticket, they ask you, do you accept terms and conditions of this ticket? which means you're not allowed to smoke on the plane. Mm. Which So there is a terms and conditions. It's called compromise. Okay. But you will never learn to compromise if you don't have, you don't know how to follow rules. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And you will never follow rules. You know why? Because you are not good follower. You cannot be a leader without being a follower. Do you get what I'm saying? Definitely. And this starts from your home. So what I say to jazz artists in particular, and to stay out of, of our comfort zone, the first thing, you you practice with your band. You go to the studio, you practice with your band, you record. But make other friends, lawyers, DJs, architects, okay, judges, okay, people in the car industry, hotel business. Because at the end of the day, what feeds all these industries is music. And when times come... You know what I'm saying? You will need them to give you the best advice. So the problem is the comfort zone but where we're at. It happens also with sports people. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So, and it happened with me. But I had to make that shift. And I'm talking to you and I'm being very, very honest. Yeah. It doesn't mean that everything is right in my life. It doesn't mean that I've made the money that I wanted. It doesn't mean that I get paid what I want. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, but this is a constant struggle. What I said, you have to find pleasure within pain. Okay? There's no other way. There is no other way. There is no, you have to find pleasure within sacrifice. Mm. And sacrifice is every day because the day only has 24 hours. Yeah. On those 24 hours, you need eight to sleep. A guy like me, if I sleep four I open a bottle of champagne because my brain is burning and boiling all the time. Do you get what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say, you have to embrace challenges and you yeah. have to find the joy in those challenges. Do you get what I'm saying? I definitely. So I'm lucky that my job is my passion and my profession is my hobby. So I find <laughs> pain the best thing in the world. 
<laughs> well, if you have just tuned in, Trans Africans, I'm chatting to the master here, uh, Moreira Chungweka, a saxophonist, uh, ethnomusicologist, a producer, composer, and a marketing conceptualist. Believe you me, <laughs> there is a term like that. There is a term like that. And uh, he is uh, definitely living his dream. And like he's saying, you know what? Uh, your hobby becomes a profession really and but like for for for, for me having this conversation with him it just uh, just rubber stamps uh, you know some of uh, the principles that I've uh, that I've been honing out um that you just have to initiate and i guess he's also rubber stamping on that that be the initiator and kick doors click that sent button i just went 40 minutes after nine central african time here on trans africa radio one voice one africa uh i'm about to wrap up my conversation with this man and i'm saying uh we are we are going to have this conversation again because it's so interesting. Maybe we can even have a series, uh, uh, some podcast conversations, because of we are talking of, uh, of of very crucial things, and especially within the the African continent. You know uh, that yeah. it's only the pop musicians uh, who are who are really grinding, and I'm using this uh, uh, this term, you know, loosely, but they are definitely on the grind just to to approach our business and and i'm glad yeah. that you are also you know uh, putting this tag as as a marketing conceptualist because of it's exactly that we conceptualize we approach and we implement and whatever terms and conditions that comes through we live upon that you know and you you have done that but i want to pick your brain on um on the philanthropy work that you are doing. It's important work that you do. And I guess maybe I did not uh, get, understand out of context. Uh, when, when you were saying that the, the audience, they want to take a part of you, but also what happens after the stage activities, you know, uh, you are, you are involved in the promotion of education because of you saw the importance of that. And, and I, it, sometimes I think also in the recent years, especially within the jazz space is particularly in South Africa that, um, jazz musicians who, who have studied have, uh, the first preference, uh, <laughs> there was someone was making joke that uh, now we have the masters bands. You know, uh, if the members of the band they will, they will all have masters and and are planning for 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 PhDs in music or along those <laughs> along those lines. But um, let me pick your brain on your philanthropy work and uh, coming from from a country uh, such as Mozambique, and we know uh, we know. Uh, some of the injustices that are happening and which are they are happening all over the continent why you, you know uh and i know that you are not doing this just to show face because of with with the amount of of, of work and other aspects of of the industry you would be able to survive and that's i guess that's another topic to really look into that the musicians uh in any other genre they do philanthropy work just to be seen you know, just to push the envelope. But uh, yeah. let me pick your brain on, on your philanthropy work and why is it important, you know, um, that you take such a route? It's cause. <laughs> it's a cause. It's just very simple. <laughs> it's, I have a cause. And uh, because my friends have a cause, 
I'm a father today. What do I teach to my kids? Yeah. To have a cause. It's so simple. Now, uh, in the middle of this, as I told you, we have to compromise. Okay. Sometimes you cannot do things necessarily the way we wish we could do because we have partners. Mm. Okay. That are with you. But fortunately, with my partners, we share the same kind of vision. And why do we do this again, more Africa? I have no choice because I am myself a product of a cause. I am Mozambique is my cause. Africa is my cause. South Africa is my cause. And what do I mean by that? It's just looking at our history. It's just looking at how we became independent. Mm. It's how we're looking for the challenges that we want for our communities. So me being a protagonist of this same community, I don't have to invent the wheel. It's been invented. Mm. So if I can share my wisdom, my uh, the, the experience that I have around, I had around the world through going to university or through meeting people with a group of young men or young girls, I will do it. And I do it so naturally, so naturally, because it's my cause, it's part of me. In those 24 hours we have per day, we cannot be everything. We cannot do everything, but we can make a difference. Yeah. And this is the message that we bring to these brands, because brands don't exist. Brands are made of people. So you have to talk with their souls. Some executives will be less sensitive about it. Who cares if they are less sensitive because they don't count in this world? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm. So focus on those that, that count, that try to understand. And my country in particular, Mozambique, listen, I usually say, Mozambique, yes, we have challenges. We have huge challenges, political challenges. Okay? We have lots of challenges. But if you give me the top 10 multinationals in the world, more Africa, they are all in Mozambique. Mm. Today, because of oil and gas, you have Total from France, ExxonMobil from the United States, uh, okay? Uh, you have Eni from Italy. Uh, regarding coal, you have Vale from Brazil. You, I'm just giving you a few. So why are they here? Because Mozambique is not a village. Mozambique is part of the global village. Definitely. in South Africa. So myself, I am part of the global village. So that's why I speak to these young people, because there will be things that are... It, I won't be able to achieve the same way the, the other, uh, the, the, the elder guys who are no longer with us. Yeah. They've started that they did not achieve. Okay? But they left the cause beyond, behind. And we carry on. So why is, what is Total doing in Mozambique? It's investing in oil and gas. Oh, so Mozambique is not a villa. It's a country. Like <laughs> France. So I am also relevant in France. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So it depends on us as Africans to start believing in ourselves. I know that when you deal with communities or people that really believe in what they want, they sometimes they are called arrogant. No, it's not arrogance. It's fate. It's fate. I like that. I like that. It Maybe we... we, we... <laughs> we, maybe we should start a Morera church because of hey, you you are, you are coming up with the with the revelations here, you know. And no, I love. Listen, I, fate, 
faith cannot just end in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in church on that service. Mm. You get what I'm saying? It cannot just end by us reading the Bible and singing those amazing songs with our uh, uh, with our priest or our pastor. You get what I'm saying? It has to be real. So that's why I say we are part. I live in South Africa for 19 years, almost mm. in one of the greatest cities in the world called Cape Town. You get what I'm saying? And all the global brands are in South Africa. Mm. So South Africa is part of the global village. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we have to, all these people have to come to our country to do tourism. They have to come to our country to drink our wines, our beers, to eat our chicken from Mozambique, from Peripeli, mm-hmm. et etc. Et the same way we go there for holidays. Yeah. We go to Louvre. Huh? We go to Rome to see the, the Pope. So it's a question of attitude. Definitely. Do we believe in ourselves? Do we really want to believe in ourselves? Do we have the courage? Because it, it's, it's all about that. So I think we are living in very exciting times. There is no answers for everything we're going to do. Yeah. But trust me, there are solutions. I am loving our conversation so much and I I completely neglected the music. Uh, Let's take a breather (laughs) because of the conversation is so good. You know, maybe the next time you you do uh, curate that festival, there must just be a conference before the musical festivities just to dissect some of these ideas and ideologies surrounding music of which is it's of great importance. And, you know, sometimes I when you are enlightened it, uh, it's, uh, it's just to say the public, uh, here it is, you know, and it doesn't help because when they get a chance, you know, just to say people initiate, um, it's like uh, we are just daydreaming. We are in a daze. But, you know, just to provoke you to speak some of this truth, it is of importance. And I'm going to play a tune called Nonto Sangoma. Then we are going to st- oh. st- we are going to wrap up it on a very spiritual note because of I know that one can never pen such songs and not be speaking of the higher spiritual beings. If you are just tuned in, I'm chatting to the master uh, Morera here and uh, we're about to start the Morera Church. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just want to let the song play up until the next note? <laughs> you know, allow it to be. Allow the song to be. If you have just tuned in, uh, I'm sitting. I'm sitting with a master here. We're having a lovely conversation. We are talking about the showbiz. We're talking about the philosophy, and uh, really being enlightened uh, in so many levels. You know, and uh, never not being afraid to approach. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's laughing in the background. Not being afraid really to kick doors you know and see yourself as a uh, as part of the bigger picture of, uh, of 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 the global community right i'm chatting to uh Mrera, uh chongwika uh, am i pronouncing the same name correctly chongisa chongisa so i'm 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 ungunifying this this surname or i am <laughs> china fying the surname chongisa I'm fine. I don't have a problem. <laughs> well, yo, hey, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want uh, the ancestors to say, please, that's not our, that's not our name. You know, uh, they have a way. Yeah, very patient. Yeah, very patient. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, here on Trans-Africa Radio, we pride ourselves that we are the station of the gods because of uh, one can never really exist, you know, without the higher being. Uh, some people say the universe, some people say the angels. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic. And I want us yeah. to close on that spiritual tip, you know, if you like. Uh, I've just played a song, Nonto Nonto Sangoma. And it's... Um, it's a very interesting project that you've released here, and also, you know, your take of uh, of take five on this on this project, your take, you know, it's yeah. So it's a very lovely. It's one of my favorite albums by you, and you have a master featured on this particular project, and the master that we have lost this year, yeah. uh, Manu of Cameroon, uh, because of uh, the monster that we have had to to live with, you know, the invisible monster that we had to live with uh, during the COVID-19. And I want you to wrap it up here and touching base on losing uh, a master uh, during this time and um, also uh, the coping mechanism when it comes to COVID-19 for you. How has that been? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be very realistic with you. This is one of the scariest things I've ever seen, okay? Uh, I've surpassed, as I told you, but when it started, it was... It is devastating. Yeah. Why? Because the biggest challenge of this is not the disease itself. It's the uncertainty. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen, you know? So human beings don't cope very well not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. Because we, by nature, we like to control. We're obsessed with control. You got what I mean? So now, as being musicians, that we really depend on people. Yeah. We are playing virtually. I know more people are watching, but that's not the point. We depend on the, on the energy, the aura that people that when we blow, when we play, when we sing, you can see through their eyes sitting right in front of you. Yeah then it affects the business and the industry as such where everything is cancelled. You can't travel, etc., etc. So it was scary in the beginning. But again, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. We had to convince our partners, most of whom reduced the budgets, reduced everything, and make sense because it's circumstantial, it's, con it's global. We cannot feel sorry for ourselves. So while you're thinking and reinventing yourself to come out of a recession. Now you have to reinvent yourself. You have a recession, a double recession, a triple recession plus COVID. Because COVID created another recession. Yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> so, so for me, just to let you know, you have to embrace fear. You have to embrace pain. You have to make pain your friend. Find pleasure within pain and just keep walking. I guess also from a business perspective, um, how, how, how do you see the new normal <laughs> as we're wrapping it up? Um, this is interesting. I'm going to say something controversial. Some yeah. people may not like it. I don't know about no new normal. I think now we're going back to real normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. Why do I say that? Because... 
places were crowded because people wanted to make money, so they broke rules. So today you can't. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? You well, wash your hands properly as you come out of the toilet and so and you put some alcohol gel. Makes sense. It is it it should the have world. been the norm all this time. This for me is normal. Yeah. The big uh, people are not driving uh, around the beaches and uh, you know what I'm saying? People are not, you know, the world is sober. There's more birds, there's more flowers. Unfortunately, there is no revolution without blood. That is so true. Uh, well, China was also happy that there was not uh, so much of mass production. They could see the clouds. So I definitely agree after, with you. so many decades. Oh, oh. Let's nip <laughs> it there. Let's nip it there. Yeah. But we are going to have a second, a second edition of this conversation. It has been lovely sitting at your feet. Very much. Yes, mm -hmm. and hopefully that you know, uh, I will lead. This is me just you know dropping, uh, dropping this idea that I would lead one of the conversations of the conference before that festival in Mozambique no in 2021. We'll do that definitely. Okay, we'll do that. Let's do that, brother. Uh, Murera Chongisa here on Trans Africa Radio. It has been so much pleasure to be chatting with you, and uh, we will be eyeing on your next project because, of you know, you never stop. Uh, new normal or new no, no, not new normal. You will continue creating some work. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. God bless you. Say hi to to everyone in Trans Africa, in South Africa, and trust me, we will be fine. We will be fine. Okay. Definitely, we will be fine. Well, uh, if you have just tuned in, worry not, because of you will check this podcast uh, midday by tomorrow. You will check it on uh, the Trans Africa Radio Network uh, website, and also you can check it on SoundCloud. You can check it on TuneIn, and also on iTunes podcast. So uh, worry not, worry not. You will get to to touch base with this conversation that I had uh, with uh, Moreira of uh, Mozambique. Uh, hopefully that uh, you enjoyed it as much as I did. So stick around. Hi, I'm Wafrika Wakamokhati. Tune in every Sunday between 8 and 11 a.m. 8 and 11 a.m. Central Afghan time. Jazz session. I bring you 100% jazz and jazz-influenced music from the African continent. It's going to be jazzy.